Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, March 15th, and this is your FT News Briefing. What goes up must come down, and oil markets came down yesterday. Equities followed them, and the U.S. is turning to unlikely countries in its search for oil supplies, but the response has been less than enthusiastic. All of a sudden, we realize that some of these countries are actually very close to the Putin regime. And this must be quite a realization for the U.S. and Europe. Plus, we'll catch you up on the latest in the 1MDB corruption trial. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The price of oil has been absolutely unreal lately. Brent crude was nearly 140 bucks a barrel last week on fears of a Russian oil ban. Yesterday, West Texas Intermediate fell below $100 a barrel as fears lessened, and OPEC members discussed opening the taps. Equities also dropped, especially tech shares. The Nasdaq ended the day more than 20% down since the beginning of the year. Here's the FT's Nicholas Magal with more. The Nasdaq has had a pretty toxic combination of factors affecting it so far this year, and that upcoming Fed meeting is probably the biggest. It's certainly the one that started the sell-off at the start of the year, and it was again the main kind of focus on Monday. And that's because, and this is true to an extent of the S&P 500, but the trends have been a bit more extreme in the Nasdaq because it's dominated by more kind of fast-growing tech stocks. And their value is based on kind of long-term promise rather than necessarily making loads of profits right now. And so when interest rates go up, it increases the income that investors can get, which therefore reduces the value that they place on that long-term promise. Nicholas Maga is the FT's U.S. Capital Markets correspondent. Joe Biden last year hosted a gathering of more than 100 countries and called it the Summit for Democracy. Not invited were countries like Russia, China, and other autocracies. Now, Biden's turning to the very countries it snubbed as it searches for alternative sources of energy to offset the embargo on Russian oil. I spoke to the FT's World News editor, Anne Sylvain Chassany, for more about this. So we're seeing, you know, for example, Nicola Maduro in Venezuela, who was really perhaps pariah number one for the U.S., Now um, we're seeing that uh, the U.S. is willing to engage. So we're definitely seeing uh, some sort of thawing in the uh, relationship. And it definitely is because they are counting on uh, more oil to be released. So we're seeing that with Venezuela, we're seeing that with uh, Saudi Arabia. Joe Biden wasn't really keen on the de facto ruler of Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman. And now... We're seeing that he's trying to reach out also because he's hoping that um, the OPEC member will be able to uh, increase its output. So, yes, we're seeing a lot of oil diplomacy here. It occurs to me that a lot of this is the U.S. trying to um, curry favor with places that they've they've angered in the past. Is that possible at this stage of the game? So yes. So what we're seeing now is that these countries are not really responding right away. Take allies, US allies like Saudi Arabia or the UAE. They're not very quick to respond on the oil side of things. And obviously because they they you know they have felt a bit castigated in the past few months. And so now the you know the US needs their help. 
But this broader realization for a lot of these countries that the dust needs to settle on this conflict to make an informed choice on whether or not to help the US or to stand by Russia or be neutral. There are a lot of countries assessing their own interest in the whole conflict. And all of a sudden, we realize that some of these countries are actually very close to the Putin regime. And this must be quite a realization for the West, for the US and Europe. Who's looking at this and saying, I as a country can benefit from this, right? The places that have soured relationships with the West are looking at this as an opportunity. The next few weeks are very are going to be very crucial. China signed a partnership with Russia right on the eve of the invasion of Ukraine. And what we're seeing now is Beijing is probably thinking that this, the wave of sanctions that the US and Europe have been willing to inflict, the price of energy, trade between these two regions. So I think Beijing is looking at this and saying, well, maybe it's going to weaken the West and therefore I will you know, come out stronger. I will have a, you know, more uh, leverage. Or similarly, they, they might see, okay, um, there's really a big determination, big you know, conviction from the West to really fight autocracies and so on. And they really are ready to inflict themselves so much pain that I should be careful about Taiwan, for example. But it's not clear cut. So I think that's why they're sitting on the fence. Ansylvain Chassany is the FT's world news editor. Thanks, Ansylvain. Thank you. U.S. justice officials have spent the past decade prosecuting one of the biggest corruption scandals in modern times. And finally, the case has reached a courthouse in Brooklyn. The Department of Justice accuses former Goldman Sachs bankers of pilfering billions of dollars from a Malaysian state investment fund called 1MDB. Last week, a star witness wrapped up testimony. The FT's U.S. legal and enforcement correspondent, Stefania Palma, has been following the case. Just a few uh, weeks ago, after years of waiting, we finally saw the start of a trial against Roger Ong, a former uh, Goldman Sachs banker. And uh, essentially, he is one of the key individuals who have been essentially accused by the U.S. of being part of this multi-billion dollar embezzlement scandal linked to 1MDB, uh, which is a Malaysian state investment fund. And last week, we heard from a key witness named Tim Leisner. He was one of the Goldman bankers involved in the scheme, but he turned against his colleagues. It really was sort of the critical moment that everyone who's been following this trial has been waiting for. So there were very high expectations to see Tim Leisner, who has pleaded uh, guilty uh, to charges of conspiring to launder money and violate foreign uh, bribery laws in connection with the scandal. There was great expectation to see him on on the stand, especially because he has struck a cooperation agreement uh, with the government in the hope, obviously, of receiving a more lenient sentence. Uh, And he has now become the uh, star witness for the government, which created a very interesting dynamic whereby he essentially was in a way kind of pit directly against his former colleague, Roger Ong, who is a defendant. So what does this all mean for Goldman? Well, Stefania says they've already largely borne the brunt of the scandal. 
It always has said that it was lied to by sort of members of the former Malaysian government, when MDB itself, Leisner on the stand, uh, testified to having lied to Goldman during the internal reviews of these uh, transactions for one MDB that the bank was involved in. Goldman, uh, also it's important to say, it's uh, its Malaysian subsidiary pleaded guilty to a bribery charge. It, it already paid a record uh, multi-billion dollar uh, global uh, settlement. What Leisner has done is really paint a picture of uh, all the people he is uh, alleging were part of uh, one of the most complex cross-border embezzlement schemes that we've seen come to light. And we also have to remember that Najib Razak, the former prime minister, he was the founder of 1MDB. Uh, He has already been convicted to 12 years in prison, uh, sentencing that he is uh, appealing, but he uh, also is facing several other trials as well. So in no way, shape or form uh, is this story over with. Uh, Goldman might have already uh, sort of paid the price in a sense for it, but it's still an immense topic of discussion. Stefania Palma is the FT's U.S. legal and enforcement correspondent. Before we go, Germany yesterday said it's buying American-made F-35 fighter jets capable of carrying nuclear weapons. This is the first big purchase since Berlin announced a 100 billion euro boost to its military forces just a few weeks ago after Russia invaded Ukraine. F-35s are made by the U.S. defense company Lockheed Martin, and they'll replace the aging tornado models that Germany's Air Force has been flying since the 1980s. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.